0: Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Strevens. Joining me on the show this evening from Brownville, Alberta, Mr. Barrett Coates, my friend. And let me say, Barrett is a man of many talents and with a a wealth of experience to go along with that. You know, I want to get this all right. Uh, Filmmaker, film producer, director. Actor, stunt performer, stunt coordinator. Uh, on top of that, he's he trains in martial arts. He used to fight competitively. He's modeled. He models underwear, for God's sakes. And uh, he also played in the Western Hockey League in his younger days as a goaltender. So, you know, he brings that sort of well-traveled wisdom to a conversation. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier to, to call him a friend and to have him on the show again. So uh, I would say, you know, persevere as we did. He had some, some Wi-Fi issues. So I've tried to smooth out some of these some of these dropouts with edits, but, um, you know, some, some things may not totally make sense, but, uh, Barrett brought a lot of, of wisdom, a lot of good humor and a a very important singular and open-minded point of view, uh, to this conversation. I couldn't be happier. We touched on some themes that I had, you know, been, been working on myself, uh, over the course of the year. So a really nice way to wrap up the year personally for me on what is actually the 100th episode. I forgot that I actually started on episode zero a year ago. So episode 99 in, uh, on the program and Barrett is number 100 in our hearts. So uh, please enjoy it. A good conversation with a well-traveled and wise man working hard on being himself, my friend, Barrett Coates. <laughs> Hey, Barrett Coates, episode number 99. Thank you for being here, man. It's great, great to see you. The great one, Barrett Coates.
1: One of, the, one of the great ones. One of the great ones, I was just going to say. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, it's funny
0: because I, I told Gabe, I just did an episode with Gabriel, and he said, I'm only doing it if you make me episode number 100. So I, I did that. but So we're recording you last. Yeah. But... I started with episode zero a year ago so this is episode 100 ah uh, so we managed to ah uh, technically <laughs>
1: you're,
0: you're 99 in the program that's funny so game so game <laughs>
1: yeah 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 99 in the program but 100 in your hearts <laughs> you got it you got it <laughs> so how you beautiful doing? how you beautiful. doing
0: where you hold up where'd you spend christmas
1: I went up north uh, for Christmas. Uh, I'm from a small town called Brownville, Alberta. Um, So it's about six hours north of Edmonton. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm just held up here right now because, you know, Omicron is going crazy um so they, they say yeah Distance myself right on. <laughs> so they say yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they say well, but you yeah. know it's just one of those things uh where you know i'm kind of isolated out here mm-hmm. i don't need to um worry about what's going on in the big cities and um i can just kind of spend time with my family nice um much needed time before everything opens up again so
0: right if it opens up again huh
1: if yeah, like <laughs> two year uh you know trying to bend the curve or or yeah. stop the curve or whatever, but oh yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, we, we bent
0: the curve yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah. What was the name of the town?
1: Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> uh Brownville Al- Al- Alberta. Come out here anytime. You'll <laughs> be isolated, you can yeah. walk around freely. Nice. Not many people here.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Down to fifty people, so is that right? Yeah. Wow. You were born out there, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: I was thinking though, like yeah. of all the people I know, I think your life changed the most in the last two years. You were a big movie star in China and now you're a farm boy in Alberta.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what's, uh, what's been happening. yeah, I mean, like it just, the circumstances happening with the COVID and stuff like that, um, you know, I just kind of got, uh, know i like unlucky situation, which a lot of people have mm-hmm. during these times, um, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to just kind of, you know, freely go back to the place where um, I was flourishing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that uh, I didn't make things happen during this time. I like, uh, and that the people that I wanted to meet, like yourself, um, you know, uh, Jarvis Grenier, um, mm-hmm. you know, Gabe and all, all those guys at Three Takes or Less and uh, stunt guys there. And, you know, all the projects we got to work upon, um, mm-hmm. you know, with Matthew and, all them so like i got to meet the right people and, and start doing the right projects um but it's about time now that i have to get back to you know climbing in my career again mm-hmm. um so that's why i'm heading to vancouver uh hopefully things will start picking up there so right on do you
0: see yourself back in china ever is that possible
1: uh i I do for sure like I love China I think China is a great place Um, it's very it's definitely a a place that is more open um, for people in my industry Mm. Um, it just you know it it just there's more options and more um, ways to um, have better opportunities there Mm -hmm. um, with what we do in entertainment Uh, but the only thing is that there's a ceiling right um, like I've told you before, is there's there's a ceiling that foreigners will hit mm-hmm. when they, they're over in Asia. Um, and they get, once they hit that ceiling, there's no growth past that. So that's kind of why I came back to, you know, take a whack at this industry over here. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, COVID put a pause to that. So <laughs> Right, right.
0: But you're right. You, you made the most of it. Like, you really connected and we, we worked together on some stuff. You did some stuff and you reached out to the local... T- Seen here like that you had to, right. It was that, or what go work at McDonald's. Like, oh yeah.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, and like, there's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's, you know, they make 15 bucks an hour now, <laughs> but, uh, but the, the thing is, is that, uh, yeah, like I couldn't see myself, um, giving up like tapping out. Uh, so I thought to myself, how am I going to make this work? Right. Uh, I have to start reaching out to people. um, you have to just kind of swallow your pride and be humble and, um, just kind of, you know, find those people that are willing to kind of push, um, the boundaries, yeah. um, push to higher and better things, um, in the, in the industry. And, uh, I, I was lucky enough to find, you know, people like yourself, um, here within this industry to, you know, help me keep growing mm-hmm. and, um, I am really grateful and appreciative of all the things you've done and all the things, you know, all the other guys have done for us and um, worked with us on. So, yeah, no, I think it's, um, I've done a pretty good job here um, surviving during Mm -hmm. these times um, in my career. It's now that time for me to kind of try to push further. Mm -hmm. Um, Things are kind of opening up a little bit. Hopefully that, uh, you know, maybe the Omicron is a blessing in disguise and, uh, all the other variants will kind of die off. So, so what I've heard.
0: (laughs) I'm with you, man. This, this has to be the end of it because it, it's, it's not that it doesn't seem like it's that big of a, not that it's not an issue, but it's, it's not as serious, you know, as it's not a
1: serious issue. Yeah. And yeah, like as it's been. And, And I think that, you know, from the numbers I've shown in Africa and stuff that, um, it went, it spiked up for a month and then after a month it dropped, you know, dramatically and all the other variants kind of died off like Delta and uh, COVID-19, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Wuhan virus and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it all just kind of dropped off um, because that one kind of took over and then that one didn't have a very long lifespan. Right. um, And it didn't didn't affect people. It wasn't as deadly Mm -hmm. in Africa. So hopefully it does the same around the world and and we kind of get back to normal.
0: Yeah, that would be ideal. I, I wonder what normal looks like, or if we ever go back to the way it was, probably not, but, I mean, you'd you, you think... Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. You'd think the movie the movie industry is, I mean, they love making money, so they want to be opened up again, right? Like, is, is production ramped up in Vancouver oh, that you for know sure. of?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it, like, I've been talking to some of my contacts in Vancouver, and they've told me that it's been it's picked up quite a bit um this last year and um it was it was really uh flourishing there you know a few months ago Mm. um but i'm not sure about now i still have to kind of contact my my friends there right now um but if omicron has slowed that down a bit or not but they said like no it's been busier than ever um wow you know thanks to you know whatever whatever protocol they have for the movies on sets there, cause you, you gotta think they they're always taking the, you know, the PC um, tests, um, mm. the rapid tests and stuff like that, the antigen tests and stuff right. just before anybody can even step on set. Um, so they're, they're protecting anyone that's on the movie set and uh, you always have to be tested all the time so that, you know, you don't spread it on the set and shut down a production. Right. right. So um, what, whatever protocols and, um, you know set up they have there to safeguard their production it's working quite well i heard so um that's why they're able to keep filming during these times
0: right on that's a crazy thing hey you look on a film set now and there's three or four new positions covid compliance officer covid safety officer like yeah that's that's the new world man
1: yeah (laughs) yeah it's a new business isn't it yeah well exactly right yeah right. And, but that's the thing like everyone's like everyone's always gonna make uh, make money off of some type of you know negativity in this world or some type of you know um, business opportunity out of it um, and then they're gonna try to keep going making it go as long as they can um, that's why they start making up positions and stuff like that um, and then those people will transfer to a new position within the health industry or whatever um, which is fine and stuff but you know we can't just keep giving into these you know corporations and Mm. companies and you know um uh traditional business style and stuff where you know there's one head guy or uh one group of people that make all the decisions because Mm. we keep doing this and you know um we're the ones that get affected the ones that are middle class and lower class get affected the most Mm. by it um oh yeah and it's kind of it's kind of one of those things where it's you know you're coming to that point where enough's enough, right? Um, Yeah. It's kind of time to start moving on and, and, and seeing a better system. Like what's, what's going to work better for all people, not just a small percentage, one of one percenters. Right.
0: Yeah, no, totally. And you can feel that kind of frustration among the the people more so lately. I find, do you, do you personally, do you personally feel bitter about the way your career was kind of stalled? Or are you, how are you kind of going about it in your mind? Like as far as your mindset and your, you take
1: it well yeah i'm just you know i'm just taking a step by step now like it's one of those things where i've always said patience is a virtue Mm -hmm. and um we have to be patient in life to you know see where our path goes what path we want to take because you know if we're we're trying to rush and stuff we might go down the lead us ourselves down the wrong path Mm -hmm. and then you end up being someone who you don't want to be or you're doing some job that you don't ever want to do you know so uh, i'm i'm okay with just you know waiting it out and seeing my options and stuff but um eventually there is a time where you have to pull the trigger and you have to say hey okay listen can't wait around anymore i gotta make things happen and and it's coming to that time now um where i just kind of i'm up against my back's against the wall Mm -hmm. and you know i have to get out there um or else i might you know losing kind of the the traction that i had you know uh before covid hit so mm-hmm. um no matter how much experience in this industry no matter you can have as much experience as you want as much talent as you want but you know traction is everything mm-hmm. um once that that uh, ball starts rolling you know you don't you don't want it to stop because you might never get another downhill slope to, to roll down you know so it's true um, yeah, so it's it's my ball's slowing down in the mud right now <laughs> and I need to I need to start digging. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I hear so. that, man. I mean I thought I was in the same boat. I thought I was back shooting. I mean I'm shooting a lot of news these days, but that's not I mean it's not that it's not fun, but it, it you know, it's not sexy and I was doing hockey games and then all of a sudden, oh no more hockey games again. <laughs> so
1: Oh yeah, no oh wow, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, now we're all postponed again and stuff. <laughs> so and, and
0: it's like it's like okay so they took the junior tournament away from us and now as far yeah. as the new year and when the, when the Oilers are supposed to come back off the road it's like they don't even know what to say they're like we're not sure what we're doing Yeah It's like oh
1: Yeah when 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 is it going to come back <laughs> where are not sure Yeah well,
0: <laughs> like- I mean it's a crazy thing and I don't understand why they postponed all hockey tournaments and they're canceling hockey games and you look college football games there's 80,000 fucking people you know yeah no yeah masks.
1: exactly yeah you, you got florida it, it does has no mass mandates and stuff like that like you know and they're just like yeah we get sick we get sick whatever like right. well maybe it's time to start being like that a little bit you know um it, i mean it's unfortunate yeah sure there's there's people that are gonna lose their lives and stuff like that obviously and that sucks but at the same time you know people can only be pushed down so so much mm-hmm. so far before other Ailments start happening with depression, right? Um, right. You know, uh, with anxiety, social anxieties, and all that stuff, right? So yes. um, you know it, you're going to have loss at COVID, but you're also going to have more loss in depressions and you know diseases with people staying home and not getting active and not getting out there. Right. Mental disease, heart diseases, you know, all that stuff um, that will lead to more deaths, increase in deaths. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's it's we're kind of stuck in this like where do we go, you know? And, I, and that's kind of why they're telling you, we don't know. Like, right. is this, uh, right. where, where are we going to go next? Is it going to start back up? We don't know. <laughs> we don't um, know. yeah, there's just a lot of people that are stuck in this position of mm-hmm. like, where, what are we going to do? Where do we go next? And I think it's going to, it's either going to blow up or it's all going <laughs> to go away and go back to normal. Um, because we're on the, that line, you know?
0: Right. Now, if you had to guess, is it gonna blow up? or Is it gonna go back to normal? What do you think? Barrett's, Barrett's putting his money down well,
1: in Vegas. I'll be in the in the neutral here with uh, with what's gonna happen in the future. Sure. Um, I'm gonna be Switzerland, as they say. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> it could go both ways. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I would like to talk a little bit, if we could, about some of the things that we have worked on. Not to look back on the past yeah, on the back you know on the past too much, but I think. You know, looking back on 2020, 2021, um a lot of fun shit that you and I did. Uh darker than night. I'm sure we talked about that last time. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, you you said you were grateful for the things I did for you, whatever that is. I was grateful for you getting behind me and and physically grabbing me and showing me how to shoot, how to start shooting action. I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay, please." <laughs> So that, that was a. Neat Sometimes experience. I like
1: to, you know, just take a, well. a you know, like a small child, you know, like a small child. I like to grab your hand, just lead you the way. Right. Yeah, right. Well, somebody had to
0: because I was thinking I was not
1: thinking. No, but yeah, no, I like. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, like it's one of those things where it's like you have to kind of just, uh, you, like, I'm going to share stuff with you. You're going to mm-hmm. share stuff with me. Everyone's going to be have knowledge that you know, they're going to teach you something. Hmm. Um, so no matter who it is, um, I never, I never deny anybody's opinions um, yeah. or, you know, what they think because they could be right, you know, or you could learn something new yeah. because you can't know everything. Right. And that person might know something more than you at a certain things. So um, one of those things was, you know, for me, just, I've been in that world for so long doing action movies and stuff right. um, and learning from some of the best in the industry that you know i knew the basics i knew what we had to do out there so i was like to make this you know go quicker and faster i'm just gonna lead by example and just kind of you know show you the way right. um body positioning and all that stuff um and that's kind of how like that's kind of how we all work and that's kind of why mm-hmm. i liked working with you guys so much is because you know everyone had knowledge to share mm-hmm. and things to learn from um, which helps me grow as an individual and it helps you grow as an individual as well. And then as a team, we grow together. Right. So, hmm. you know, it, it, like those are the things that you have to be kind of grateful for in life is like the people that you meet, um, yes, that are a part of your life. Even, even if it's for a short time, you know, mm-hmm. even if you're just there like a blip, you know, on, on the, on the radar, it, it's still, you, you, you add something to my personality or to my character, um, no matter who it is, whatever person it might be, mm-hmm. I might think of you five years down the road um and be like, "Oh, yeah, I remember when Patrick taught me that or showed me that. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that he showed me that because now I know how to do that, you know, and yeah. that's kind of how the industry should work, you know, like for you know most most of the world, mm-hmm. like from what I've found is that on the sets on movie sets and in the film industry the when we had the best productions was when everyone was working together Mm. and everyone was supporting each other as a team um but when you get like single individuals in that think they know it all or they say this is how it should be done right well then you get like on stern projects i'm sure. you and I could remember. Um, there's there's certain people that will come onto a project and stuff like that, and will kind of cause a cluster, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know. Um, and and we will always face that in the industry because uh, they we have this again this mentality, this traditional mentality of you have to know it all. Mm. But society tells you that, right? I like what you were saying. Like, uh, okay. keep going if you like. No, yeah, like, uh, like, so yeah, so. You know, I just, one of those things I've learned over time and stuff like that is just different projects have, um, you know, a better quality of, um, you know, project at the end of it when mm-hmm. everyone comes together as a team and when everyone works together. And I think that uh, people are starting to realize that more and more mm-hmm. um, every day is that um, it's the right type of people, you know, the positive um, people that mm-hmm. actually want to try hard and, and do something and want to feel like they're a part of something, um, that's when you start with the best projects. Um, And that's what I'm grateful for is that I I feel like we found a lot of those people here. Mm -hmm. Um, And just that we obviously don't have the opportunities as much up here in Edmonton, Alberta, as there should be Mm -hmm. because people don't know about us. Right. So it's time to kind of get us out there and try to um, find a way for all of us to, to kind of move into a better film industry
0: yeah for sure I mean Jarvis Jarvis always says Edmonton is like the one big movie away from becoming what it could be you know the talent is here the locations might not be here I mean it's kind of you know it's not the mountains it's not Calgary it's not Vancouver but you know there's potential for sure
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like, and the thing is, is that like, there's there's a lot, like, even the locations, like, there's a lot of untouched locations outside. Maybe not so much in Edmonton, but, mm-hmm. um, but uh, as you've seen with uh, with the Last of Us shooting there, they made Edmonton look like it was like a, you know, post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. city. You right. know, uh, with all the streets and stuff. They just like location scouts and stuff like that will find places mm-hmm. within a, a city that they can use if they can shut down a whole a whole block and i'm and in edmonton you can do that like there's not there's not mm. many people within edmonton so you mm. could change a whole block into a film set and people would not be um upset about it you know and there wouldn't be and it's not as much as a production value uh as it would be if you did it in vancouver and you shut down a whole street or a whole block right so there's a lot of benefits to filming in a place like edmonton or you know northern alberta um because it's untouched land and there's so many great locations that you can change at will um mm. the way that you want for your filming
0: that's a good point so, that's a great point mm-hmm. right? so then yeah, it's,
1: cost- it's cost right so yes. no but no, no production would ever be like oh we can't we can't do it there it doesn't have what we want well it's like well you what you want right
0: yeah <laughs> Exactly. Plus there's all mm-hmm. the film uh, Alberta's film credits, you know, it makes it enticing to yeah. shoot here.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um and and yeah, like uh, with those tax credits and stuff like that, um, like you're getting like 35% back on your investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's around 35 to 40% on your investment back t- uh, to your investors. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're spending like a $10 million film, you know, you're getting $4 million back roughly um on a bird of wages and tax credits on locations and all that stuff right? right so you know what what investor would not would be like that's not lucrative for my investment, <laughs> right it's, it's there right? <laughs> like every investor would be like this is great why don't we shoot all our movies there so then we can get 40 percent of our investment back then we only have to make six million dollars in the box office or mm-hmm. online sales of vod's mm-hmm. and the rest is just money in our pockets You'd be stupid not to. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we'll skip the two awesome real estate videos that you and I did last year. And we'll jump ahead to, <laughs> we'll jump ahead to this. I freaking bit. love those videos. Hey man, you did a good job with the suit and the, you know, yeah. You did, you did a great job. You did a great job. <laughs> I felt good about those videos. I thought, I mean, but what they were what they were, cheesy corporate
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you're not going to get what you want out of real estate because you're bending to it. You're bending to a client's Mm -hmm. uh, wheel, you know, basically. So you're not going to have, like, that creative output, you know, um, that you really want. You're going to do kind of what they say and how they want it. Um, When compared to the projects that we're working on and stuff like that, like the recent music video that we did, um, you were able to kind of just figure out what you want, how you want to shoot it, you know, how you want to edit it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the the musician would would watch it with you and then you guys could just work together to create something that you both enjoy, right? Yes. Um, those are projects that fulfill, you know, an artist's, an artist's soul, you know, it, it gives you fire. Totally.
0: Well, we should talk then about that music video, not not this one, but in the summer, we went down to the Badlands, you and I, and... Jarvis Grainer and yeah. Gabe and Matt and all yeah, the all yeah. the boys, Chase Axton was the cinematographer, yeah, yeah. right? Right. What was right, what was yeah. kind of your <laughs> what was kind of your memory of that of that project? That was a music video for Electric Religious that I'll link to. But what what I mean, I, I thought it was cool. But what was what was kind of your memory of that shoot?
1: Um, I mean, like that. My favorite memory of all that was just kind of like. It was just kind of like seeing everybody on set together, mm. you know. Um, that's kind of what I love to see is that when, like, you pull a bunch of people together, mm. um, like Jarvis, for example, did a great job pulling in the right people, mm. um, you know. And, and it just it, you just have a good time. You just enjoy your time there um, with the people that you're working with. And you get to see kind of, like, how everyone kind of just, like, they even though they they deserve maybe they deserve better um you know better positions and all that but Mm -hmm. they just do the job they show up and and do it for everyone else you know um that's kind of why one of the things that i i I remember the best was that um everyone was just kind of grabbing everything and helping out wherever we needed it um they weren't gonna say like no my job title is this no it was like yeah what do you need I'll do it, you know, I'll, I'll gaffer, I'll I'll do lights, I'll do, you know, camera, I'll do, you know, AC, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on, I'm on the job and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'll grab a shovel and I'll dig a freaking hole to make, uh, <laughs> to make, you know, and I did, do that. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm the actor, stunt coordinator and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm dig I'm uh, sitting there digging a hole for the set, you know, um, you know, trying to clear out all those willows and all that stuff. And I'm just working my butt off, but I'm doing it because, you know, I, I love the guys I'm with. and I love the people that I'm working with. So um, yeah, that was probably one of my, my, my greatest memories of seeing everybody's uh, you know um, ambition and, and work ethic and all that stuff um, which really inspires me to, you know, work harder and, and to, to do this more because I just love seeing people, you know, flourish in what they love to do or, Mm. you know, grow in what they love to do Um, and just see everyone work as a team, Mm. you know, everyone work together. That's, those are my, my, my best memories. Even when I'm working on the JC, like with the JC stunt team and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, you know, seeing guys kind of level up and grow and become better um, at their art is Mm -hmm. just rewarding enough for me.
0: Well said man and it is a team effort right it is like a, a sport out there cuz if if one guy goes rogue or if one guy's not pulling his weight then it shows up you don't get what you need or the or the final product is is not what it could have been
1: Yeah well i mean and it's exactly like kind of like what's happening with the Oilers for example let's say <laughs> sure or hey, a hockey team you know like one guy drops out you know for from you know whatever sickness or injury they might have mm-hmm. um and then it's up to the rest of the guys that come in, the guys that come in to try to mold with the team. If they don't mold with the team, then, um, th- things go sideways. Right. And that's kind of what's been happening with, you know, the, the Edmonton Oilers as they started off as a team and they were working so well together and they were mm-hmm. on the top of the league and now they're mm-hmm. slipping to pack and then eventually they will be bottom of the barrel if they don't get it together. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't find the right, uh, peas in the pod as, as to say, um, Because that's, that's how it works. That's how everything works when you're with a company or when you're with a business or, you know, you're in the film industry, everyone's got to work together as a team Mm -hmm. and, and there'll be these people that you don't like on a set that like kind of rub you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you know, and as I know, there's, you have to be professional and swallow, swallow your tongue and just do your job. Mm -hmm. um, And so that everyone else does their job. Right. Um, Right. So everyone's important, doesn't matter who it is uh, on set. And um, it's a, it's a team effort. Um, That's why like someone like Tom Hardy, for example, you know, he treats the janitor the same way he treats the CEO of a company. Right. Mm. Um, Because everyone's a part, a part of the company and everyone's working together to make this uh, run smoothly. Right. So that's kind of, that's kind of those things that it kind of just kind of empower me or, or, um, or, Inspire me to to be better and to to work harder um is seeing that that teamwork right
0: beautiful i did want to mention that that you did play high level hockey and i guess my question was going to be like when things didn't work in the dressing room were there things that you saw that were consistently why guys didn't fit in and do you see the same thing on set sometimes
1: yeah for sure like um what, it, what, it, what happens is that – and, like, actually, it's funny that you – that's a good question, actually, because um, there's a lot of times that I notice in sports is when people take it as a hobby mm-hmm. and they, they see it as, like, a fun thing to do, and they're really good at it. But then there's a, another group of people or there's other people that see it as a profession like they see it as not only as a something they love to do but they also take it very professionally and and they they uh, mold to every organization's needs and wants or you know teams needs and wants and what role they need to play Um, they start to learn the business side of of things to Mm. say and when you get to that high level that's that's kind of when you start getting those agents um you know people start to give you opportunities and signing you and you have to build show reels now, especially nowadays Mm. um, to show your best talents and stuff so that you have the best look at it. Um, But yeah, I've noticed that actually it's the same in every art, every entertainment industry that it becomes a business eventually. Mm. Um, Mm. And you have to kind of like become professional instead of just enjoying, enjoying the game or enjoying the art of it. Um, now you have to be a, a, sw- a suave business person or businessman as well um, and that's kind of where people start to lose the love of the game hmm. for example sure um, its just, it's just because is because it becomes more of a profession and more of a job than it does as an art right um, because now you're working for to please other people hmm. yes
0: no oh, that's interesting man so and that is always the money gets involved and everything changes, but I...
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 When people are paying for those tickets and stuff like that, for those seats and um, mm-hmm. you have investors, um, you have uh, sponsors and all that stuff. Um, you, you better start coming to play, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's not just about showing up to strapping on your skates uh, per se, or, you know, knowing your lines on set um, as, as we do. Uh, or your position and stuff like that it's it's you have to come to perform like you have to lay it down all on the right. line um, you have to show the crowd the people while you're there mm. um, nobody can do what else what you can do type thing mm. um, so it kind it, it, it becomes that's why it becomes such a competitive industry the film industry and any industry that entertainment industry that you enter into is because you know it's all about that you know that those views and about that money um about that business mm. um and can you be a brand name uh for that production or for that uh you know uh that team so mm. yeah it's it's definitely changes once you start to get up in those levels when i was playing uh, higher level hockey i started to realize that but i wasn't my mindset wasn't in the right um in the right uh, level of, of professionalism. Mm. It was more of just, like, I was in that level of, like, I was still young, right. and I wanted to be with my family and my friends and all that stuff. I wanted to go out and meet people. I wanted to go experience life, per right. se. You know, people say, mm-hmm. let's go out and experience life and enjoy life. Like, let's meet women. Let's, um, let's go travel. Let's go see beautiful sights. Let's party, you know, do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you start to realize that, like, all the parties start to slowly fade away and all the people that you thought you were close with slowly start to fade away and then you know now you're kind of stuck in either in a rut or in a place that you didn't really think you would ever be stuck in and you got to kind of like either pull yourself out or let yourself slip into that black hole um, get sucked down in that black hole and uh yeah, like everyone goes through these, um, mm-hmm. it, different, it's different, uh, it's different left. Like one person was saying, uh, I believe it was, uh, Thomas Shelby from, uh, from Peaky blinders. Okay. was saying everyone has, has a, everyone's playing this game. It's just that everyone's on different levels, mm-hmm. but it's the same type of hell and, 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 <laughs> and everyone has a different type of devil that they have to face. Right. Um, And it's kind of true in a way, because it it doesn't matter how high up you are, like there's demons you have to face, there's devils that you have to face that you have to, you know, kind of either conquer or let defeat you, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be addictions or habits or, you know, um, people wanting what you have or taking what um, that that's something that you never knew could be taken, you know. Um, but the one thing that I've always realized is that I started to realize is that the one thing that people can't take from you, um, is knowledge. Mm. So that's why, that's why every day I try to do something now to make myself, you know, more knowledgeable in different languages, Mm. um, different performances, different, different ways of doing things. Uh, that's why I'm learning from everyone. That's why I'm grateful for everyone I meet. Right. Is because they're giving me knowledge. You're spending time with me, Mm -hmm. then you're sharing knowledge with me, you know, and you're making me a better person. So, like, I just don't think a lot of people think like that. Um, And I'm so grateful that I eventually kind of saw that uh, in this this world, in this life, this game of life that we keep playing, Mm -hmm. um, because it has helped me a lot to be successful um, in China. Okay. Uh, for example, and in Europe, um, when I was working over there, because I, I just listened and I learned. Mm. Uh, I learned as much as possible and I gained all that knowledge, um, which knowledge gives you power in this world, right? Um, as long as you don't abuse that power, you will keep that power, right? Hmm. So,
0: There's some wise words from Barrett. <laughs> <But> I, I, <laughs> knowledge,
1: I, is knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power, period.
0: <laughs> I, I think that I learned the same thing through the podcast was that everybody has a whole lifetime of something to offer you and you know, you, yeah. you can't understand it all, but you could, you can, you kind of have to cherry pick a little bit too is like, what can I learn from, from this person?
1: Yeah. Every person has their own story to tell mm-hmm. and uh, every person is their own best writer mm-hmm. or their own best author. So like your story is your own, you make it what you will, but every every other person's story that you connect with you learn a little something from their story right. you know and you can't you can't just assume that you know everything like let's say you know we're 30 years old that person lived a totally different life from you mm-hmm. and reached the same level of age as you but in a different way right and you don't know what he went through you don't know what he's seen you don't know what he knows right you know and it's it's wrong of someone to say that like I know more than you like I yes. I know better. You know, something like that. It's like, how do you know better though? You just like know, in your bubble. Right. You know, yeah. in your bubble you know better.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You just know yeah.
0: different. You know, you, you just know yeah, exactly. some exactly. other branch of the tree.
1: Exactly. So that's why like that's one of the things I always say is like, oh, in my opinion, this is how I see it. And if most people agree with me, then okay, my opinion was right and you know, most people probably experience that in life. Sure. But you know, not everyone's going to agree with you and that's okay. Right. And that's kind of like the situation with the whole world. Everyone's got an opinion. We, we found that out on the internet and Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got opinions. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but it doesn't mean you're right. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're right. No. You know? um, that, that's why we have the the foundation, the basis of, of science and technology um, that helps us get, closest to perfection as we can be Hmm. Um, but even that that is still you know you would have to learn so much in in math and science and physics and stuff like that and even learning all that there's still answers that are not answered you know Um, so that's why like they might know better for sure but it doesn't mean they know everything and that's why we always have to kind of just keep an open ear to everyone be patient just listen And then make an educated decision of like how you feel. Like, does it does it work for you? Do you understand it? If you understand it, does it? Can you implement it? Mm. If you implement it, will it work, or will it will it not work? Or what did you do wrong that they did right? You know, Um, those are. It's just endless how life is like that. It's just you know trial and error, trial and error, trial and error until something works out properly, like an equation. And then once you solve that equation, you're like, "Oh, okay. Now I know how to get to that point. But how do I get to the next point? <laughs> you know, like it's just it's just endless. <laughs> you know? Truly, it is. And
0: where we get screwed is when we think when we think that our point of view is is the only point of view, or even you know, you, you mentioned math and science. Those are just ways of understanding. And, and people who put those yeah. up as as the new religion, I I think there's they're they're sacrificing some other knowledge in other areas, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like like once you start going towards sciences and all that stuff, um, you start to lose out on spiritual stuff. And you know, um, and and your mind and body and soul is very important in this world as well. So, um, and science actually starts to prove that there is some type of energy source that we are all connected to. Um, but we don't have the science to understand it or prove it yet. Mm. And science is just basically the same thing as, as what it was with, you know, everything we learned in life today is, is it was theoretical at first until mm. it was proven that it's right, you know, that, that 99.9% of the time it's right. So that's like your best guess, right, <laughs> is to go True. with that type of percentage, you know. But everything in life is, is still has a, a little flaw. Nothing can be perfect, right? right. Um, it's as close as we can get. So, you know, that's why a lot of people will start to believe in that. They'll lose other things, though, on that, on that journey mm-hmm. if they just believe in just one thing, like right. science is the right thing and the only thing. But you're going to lose in different, different parts of your life um, spiritually, um, you know, uh, mentally, mm-hmm. all that is going to start to diminish because you rely so much on one on one thing in your life and uh that's kind of why i always say keep open here everyone's got something to teach you Mm -hmm. knowledge is power it's never ending Mm -hmm. you just got to keep pushing find the right equation put it together go on to the next one you know um and that's and that's one thing i hopefully everyone maybe everyone that's listening to this you know podcast that they'll kind of take from from this podcast is that You know, it's time to start uh, educating myself so that I have a better outcome um, in life. You know,
0: absolutely, man. Wow. I I think that's what we're seeing in some ways with the pandemic, where we wanted to believe that we could beat this illness completely, we could get it down to zero. What it's like, you have to accept that life life wins. You know what I mean? Like, there's you can't have full Mm -hmm, control, mm -hmm. and you're better off to just.
1: That's exactly it. Like exactly what you just said there. We can't have full control. Mm -hmm. Everyone is striving to be in control, but no matter what you do in this life, there is this little, you know, thing uh, where we do not have control. It's the unknowing of what could happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you you wake up in the morning, you think your alarm's going to go off, but one day, It might not go off, you know, and because we relied on it so much. Now we're late for work. Mm. You think the door, the door is going to open. You think the car is going to start. Right. But it doesn't. (laughs) And then it makes you late, you know, and it screws up your whole day. And then you you start thinking about that. Like, ah, man, I have a bad day. Mm. And then it goes on to a bad week and then it goes on to a bad month. Oh, that that's a shit month, you know, mm-hmm. because you couldn't get out of that that black hole mm-hmm. because you were you were losing control, right? Right? But, but people are like, well, why can't I? Like, why can't I control this? It's like, well, you can't control everything. And you start to slip, mm-hmm. you know, because they they relied so much on you know their control and what they had and what and what power they had, but then they start to slip because they didn't understand that, that no matter what you do in this world. You can't, you can't figure it out. It's mm-hmm. always going to be, you know, uh, unreliable. You know, there's always going to be something that's going to throw you a curveball, mm. and you have to adapt to that. Adaptation is how we survive. That's how we survive. Every animal in this world survives through adaptation, you know? Mm-hmm. So like that, if, if you want control, try to, try to work on that on adapting to things that happen in your life because every day is different.
0: Beautiful. And, no animal evolved by living in its hole for two years, scared of what was out yeah, there. Exactly. By the
1: way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They eventually just die off, you know. Um, you know, it, it, and it was the same thing with like dire wolves, for example. Um, they found that uh, dire wolves were so hungry, like man. Um, dire wolves were so greedy and hungry. Um, you know, back in uh, the prehistoric times. Okay, um, and uh, they they. They would see something like a, like a like a prey of theirs and it was trapped in oil for example and they just found these this I believe here in Alberta it was um, I think it was in Alberta or maybe it was somewhere in Canada that they found that um, that th- there there was these oil sands that uh, animals were getting trapped in and the dire wolf would go up to these oil sands or they'd go up to these tar pits and they would see that that this is an easy kill mm. an easy prey but and they want it so bad and they would, the whole the whole pack would go into it to the tar pits to try to get this animal to eat it but then they would get sucked in the tar pits and they would get all stuck and eventually the gray wolf survived because they they were a smaller breed they were scavengers mm. and they weren't as greedy so yeah, so that's basically how you know um, the gray wolf ended up surviving and stuff is because it would it would look after what it needed and not what it wanted, hmm. um, compared to the dire wolf, which was so greedy and had such a hunger um, that it, it wanted it so bad that he didn't care about the surroundings. It just went dove, nose dove, nose dived right into the tar pits. And that's when it met its demise. So, um, that's kind of how we see, I see people nowadays is that mm. they're so hungry, you know, for what they want and they're missing out on what they need.
0: Damn. And, and so what's the process look like for you then? Because obviously you have to just control what you can control and let the rest of it
1: you know yeah for me personally i sometimes go
0: ahead
1: no yeah for sure like i i mean it's one of those things where it's like you have to kind of you kind of have to accept that like you're not going to probably make it to where you're going to want to be in life but if you can make it to where you know you're you're okay or you're comfortable um then there's nothing wrong with that right you know like you don't you, you know, like some things just don't work out the way that you want it to, to work out, but you can keep trying, you can keep being consistent, you can keep being persistent, but there's a time uh, and a place where you have to kind of just realize like, you know, maybe, maybe I don't, you know, screw over my friend for this role or for this, you know, job, even though I want it so bad and I know I could probably do it, but you know, you have to kind of just be like, is the friendship or, you know, the relationship more important than, you know, where where I want to be? Um, am I okay, like, with just being who I am? Mm-hmm. And once you start to realize who you are and you're just okay with that person, you start to grow and you start to realize things start to come to you, you know? Yes. And now you get to decide if you really want it or not because you have everything you need, you know? And, and you're doing what you love to do. And I've noticed that with a lot of people, um, you know, for example, like uh, my friend uh, Byron Mann, who was a successful um, actor in, in Hong Kong and also, you know, was part of the big short um, and all that. He he kind of, when I would do readings for him and stuff like that, he would ex- kind of explain to me that he would just, you know, let things eventually come to him mm. um, instead of him pursuing you know, he would obviously keep training and keep practicing, keep working at his art right. and his craft. But um, he realized that, like, you don't you don't have to you don't have to push and screw over other people to get where you want to be. Yeah. You know, you can be a good person, and those things will come back to you. And that's when he started to be most successful, right? Hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of people in this world could be more successful in life if they just kind of you know be who they're meant to be and love who they're, you know, supposed to love and stuff, and yes. just be happy with what they have, um, that's when you start to become more successful and realize, like, things are gonna now coming to you, that, and you get to decide if you want that in your life or not.
0: Man, that's that's incredible stuff. And it's true, you know, if, if, if we would just remember to do the easiest thing, that's all you have to do is just be you. And you're right. Yeah, just be you. Yeah,
1: and, 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 all, and, all, and the, it's not anybody's fault. Like, you can't blame anyone because society makes you this way, right? Society makes you this, you know, robotic, hungry, you know, ambitious person um, that can't fail and knows it all. Right. And, uh, and you don't realize that you start to lose bits and pieces of yourself. Uh, you start to sacrifice bits and pieces of yourself that you used to be when we were children, um, we used to enjoy life and love life and having fun and, and experiencing things with other people sharing toys and all that stuff but as you get older, you don't share your toys anymore you know um, you start to hold everything close to your to your chest because you don't want anything you don't want anyone to have what you have you know right. um, you want what they have so you start taking what they have without asking or you know you start to slide in there and, and find a way to 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 beat them out in this competition of life um, and not realizing what you're sacrificing for it, you know? Um, and then eventually you, you realize you're in this big, deep, dark hole mm-hmm. and you can't get out of it. I just had someone recently tell me um, that they, that they wish that they they would have came and, you know, been with me at, in Canada or, you know, wherever, um, because they kind of lost themselves. It, it was an old uh, uh, girlfriend of mine, mm. um, and we were, you know, modeling around the world and stuff. And she kind of went her uh, opposite, like other way down right. her path, which was fine, you know, because that's kind of how like modeling contracts happen. It's three months at a time, you know, you're living with other people and uh, you all have different contracts after that, you go down different paths. And, and it's just kind of like those little relationships that you have with people. Right. And I, my relationship with her kind of stuck with her. And she was like, I remember things that you said Hmm. that I didn't realize how important they were back then. Damn. But now... I felt like I've lost myself and this is a girl that's modeling in Paris and Milan for some of the biggest brands in the world, um, you know, Victoria's Secret and all that stuff. And she's now like telling me like, you know, I wish I would have listened, you know, and cause I don't, I emotionally, I don't feel right. You know, I don't feel happy anymore and I, I see her all the time in Dubai, all, all these, uh, you know, Bugattis and stuff like that, all these, pictures of these nice, you know, uh, clothes and these, uh, really expensive, you know, apartments and all that stuff. Um, and she's not happy, you know? So I'm like, like well, that's a, that's a perfect example of how like we lose ourselves because we start to realize that we sacrifice little pieces of ourselves because we thought we wanted this life, but it's not the life that we really, we really, really wanted. We weren't true to who we really are. And loved who we really are, and it's the simplest thing in this world to do just be who you are, you know
0: Goddamn man, that's a crazy story, and it doesn't that say at all where she she she's a high value woman to look at it, modeling in Europe, cars, clothes, whatever mm-hmm. you name it, but texting someone she mm-hmm. she's not with anymore saying i didn't i didn't le- I didn't learn the lessons that you were trying to teach me."
1: Yeah, and that and that takes a that takes a, a big step to say that to someone because like a lot of people nowadays they would just kind of forget and move on type thing or stay in the same rut that they always um, you know have are they put themselves in and they wouldn't they wouldn't reach out for help or they wouldn't mm-hmm. um, you know try to extend a hand and, and be like you know I'm sorry you know I should have listened you know uh, nobody wants to say that they're wrong and uh, it's another funny story actually is that I remember coming back here and uh, especially in North America there's a problem with people saying truly saying sorry, they say sorry a lot, yeah, but they don't really mean it, they bump into <laughs> you and, stuff, and they're there oh sorry, sorry, no I'm sorry no you're sorry, oh I'm sorry, no, and it's like okay, yeah, you're, you're both sorry, I understand <laughs> you know, but sure. if, if, if you say if you say like no, this camera angle should be like this. No, this camera angle should be like that. Then you see the cut and you see the camera angle that he chose was right. You're not going to say, Oh, sorry, I was wrong. No. You're going to be like, Oh, you know, it's because my camera angle, uh, the lighting wasn't right, uh, the backdrop wasn't right on this sure. and stuff like that. That's someone else to blame. Mm-hmm. You know, there's someone else to blame other than myself. Mm. I'm not going to say sorry to you. You know, actually, one of uh, my friends and stuff like that uh, recently, um, I remember him calling me an idiot for uh, not getting the r- proper paperwork for my license plate. Mm. And it's a commercial plate. So n- like nowadays you don't need um, stickers on commercial plates. Um, oh, okay. Actually, I think on all plates now, license plates, right. you don't need stickers. of Right. And uh, he was calling me an idiot and stuff because we had to go <laughs> back and pick it up. And I was like, after I got back in the, in the truck with him, he w- I was like, so you can say your story now. And he's like, why? I was like, well, you called me an idiot for not grabbing the stickers and we had to go back. But then she told me that there is no more stickers for license plate. So, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what he meant. That, no, I uh, just, no, I was just no, I was just joking. I was making a joke. Joking. And I was like, yeah, but you made me feel like shit by calling me an idiot. So you can say you're sorry. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't. I'm like, just say you're sorry. Just say you're sorry. Just say you're sorry. <laughs> and he just couldn't. Damn. And then eventually he said, okay, I'm going to say sorry, but I'm like, no, but. Just end it there. Sorry. Just say, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, wow, that was tough. That was very difficult for you. That <laughs> you know, like, but everyone, yeah, exactly. Like, everyone is like that over here for some reason, that they just can't be wrong. You know, hmm. it's okay to be wrong. How are you supposed to learn? We have to fall before we learn to walk. Like, that's what we do when we're children. Again, going back to... The simplest thing of being who we're supposed to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where does <laughs> like, that come from,
0: Barrett? Do you think it was like this a hundred years ago? Uh,
1: do you, what do you? Th- no, like I, like I think in simpler times. If we go back to, uh, let's say, even before patriotic times, let's say uh, like hunter gatherer times, something sure. that, like, it was, it was a lot simpler in that sense. Where it's like, you know, again though that's another, that's another side of mental health and stuff, because it's a totally different time. Right. Um, but that would have been more of a personal one-on-one if you don't have the right partner in the hunt gatherer times, sure. um, that person, one person's going to control the relationship, right? Mm. One person's going to control how you think and what you do and how men, that's kind of how men would treat women back in those times. Um, but, but back in those times we, we didn't have that, like, you know, we're, we're wrong sensibility, probably, um, you know, as we got older and this generation got more and more into technology and the sciences and all that stuff. Mm. That's when people started to, like, say, you know, oh, you're wrong because I read this article or, you know, I've seen this post or I did uh, I did this uh, this essay about it in high school. It's like I don't care what has he did it in high school, something like that. Like you don't know say you're telling me that didn't change now. You yeah, know, like right. that. I think it just we kind of grew into like where it wasn't about finding out what we need because our needs started to get taken care of. Mm. We started to we started to try to find something more of a purpose in life, and being right was our purpose, um, and not being wrong, uh, or people being wrong was seen as failures and people you don't want to be with people that fail you want to be with people mm. that succeed that you know surround yourself with people that are successful uh that's that's that whole trend or saying now um you know look at look at the group of people you're with mm. um and uh they'll make you more successful and all that stuff but the thing is is that you're your own success there's no one else that can tell you if, it's, if you're successful or not successful um if you're happy that's success right there Right. Like, that's a simple thing, a simple emotion. If you're happy, like, like the first thing people ask is like, Oh, what do you do? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're a doctor. Great. Great. You're good. Yeah. I you're people I want to be with. Right. But if I told you I worked at McDonald's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, nowadays people are like 30 years old working at McDonald's. You know, Mm -hmm. they, they won't ask you if you're happy. They'll be like, Oh, okay. Then they'll go on to the next person, you know, because they, there's nothing they can get from you. That's an interesting you know, point. There's nothing
0: they can, nothing they yeah, can get from yeah. you. Or there's no way that they can assert yeah. themselves. Or they, they can't figure out where they, they line up with you, above or below.
1: You have nothing that they, they want or that they need. So they're like, yeah. They're like, oh, you work at McDonald's. Okay, well, I'm going to go to the next person. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> isn't,
0: isn't that interesting how, how soon or how how often or how quickly someone will try and work that into a conversation when you just met them is what do yeah. you do?
1: yeah yeah and like i understand it like i understand that that can be an icebreaker right but but if you just open up with that and then don't continue deeper into the conversation Mm -hmm. that kind of just shows what type of person you are Mm -hmm. um you never really wanted to get to know the person um you just were just trying to make small talk and if you can get something from you then okay i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to you and hang out with you until i don't need you anymore um and and that's kind of how society became uh, is because people maybe it's a propaganda thing or whatever, but they just want people to be more as individuals and not mm. together as as groups of people, right? Um, to because mm. then they can't they can't they can't tell a group of people to do something. They can tell one individual to do something, but they can't tell a group of people to do something uh, um, the sure. way that they want, right? So yeah, yeah,
0: divide like a divide and conquer. They're just they're breaking us up.
1: Yeah, totally. And that's, and that's how every, and that's what I think every successful businessman does. Um, they, they find ways like chinks in the armor um, oh, yeah. with the incorporation, stuff like that. And they find ways to make it lucrative for themselves. And um, that's kind of how like to Tesla or Elon Musk, for example, or mm-hmm. uh, um, Jack Ma or, you know, you mm-hmm. um, know, all, all the Amazon, for example, all these big corporations and stuff like that, that's how they do it. That's, they, they create these algorithms and they find these ways, these holes uh, where they can make money. Right? Gotcha.
0: And we thought we lost Jack Ma there, but he's okay, eh? Yeah, he's okay. He disappeared, <laughs> he
1: disappeared for a yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> you never said that stuff about the Chinese well, banks. <laughs> you should have known better. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got to know better when you're in a communist government, right? Um Mind you mind you it's just one of those things where it's like I understand you know like I have no problem with communism socialism you know um, you know I'm all for that stuff it's time to try different systems stuff capitalism is kind of you know um, on its last legs um, there's a better way there's a better way for you know our our people and our country to continue um but again it, it's it's one of those things where they're making up propaganda about communist China or Russia or whatever. There's always a bad guy that capitalism has to fight, right?
0: Interesting.
1: America has to create some type of entity so that you will fund money into our military. You know, like we can spend $2.6 trillion on our military yearly budget and stuff like that. Well, thousands of people starve, but hey, we're protecting you from this evil communist <laughs> country. I'm like, I've lived in communist countries. They were fine. They have problems too, sure, in their system. Mm. But, like, everyone has these problems, different problems and stuff like that. And uh, if, as long as you just go at the way that, like, you know, they kind of lead you down and don't break their rules, you'll be fine. You know, um, Jack Ma, for example, should have known better uh, to talk <laughs>
0: talk shit. Trash yeah.
1: about the Chinese yeah. banks, you know, and, yeah. stuff and cause issues. That's going to make the market fluctuate. The market's going to go like this and stuff like that. Like it, 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 it puts a dent in the government it uh, mm-hmm. makes the government look bad. And I understand why they probably were, took them aside and were like, listen, you know, you need to do better because like you've made so much money off of our government off of our system and now you're you're trash talking it you know <laughs> like, it's like you know every government's gonna do that mm-hmm. maybe like you hear about it in china about china chinese doing this china doing that but you don't hear it about it in the united states the united states is doing it for sure they're they off people and they say oh yeah it was an accidental heart attack sure <laughs> like, you know uh, epstein epstein oh, wow. yeah he just up and killed himself right. <laughs> that's
0: know? a great example you know
1: things like yeah, like, it's, it's things like that, that, like, people, like, well, oh, yeah, he killed himself, or he just had a heart disease, or something like that, you know? <laughs> Whenever someone's about to get outed in the system, they all, see, all of a sudden have a heart disease problem. They were fine days before, then all of a sudden they drop dead with a heart problem. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the one that dies in the conspiracy, but I am the one to see, like, there is a trend, and there are things going on. Like, you never hear about anything wrong with the government in America, United States, but you hear about it all over the world about these different governments and sure. why they're failing and why they're doing wrong, what they're doing wrong. And stuff so like, come on, point the finger at yourselves once in a while, you know? Right.
0: <laughs> at least pretend like you're, yeah. Now we talked about this last time you were on the show and I, I, I you think a year later I'd maybe have learned some more, but I haven't. Like you, you spent time in China, you were boots on the ground, you you met Chinese people, you, you lived with Chinese people.
1: Yeah, is there a yeah. misconception with, in the West? Worked with uh, Chan Long. Worked with Chan Long. Well, there you go. A few times. Jackie Chan, yeah. Nice. Yes, we
0: know, Barrett. We know yeah. Jackie Chan kicked
1: your ass <laughs> in <the mood. laughs> oh, you know, Oh, you know who Jackie Chan is over no. here? That's, okay, good. <laughs> that is sick,
0: honestly. That's so cool. I'm not even bullshitting it. Like, Well, it's one of, it's
1: one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't like, I, I, of course, I don't like to brag about it because, you know, I don't really talk about it too much. Like, people just kind of figure it out on their, their – their own, um, like it, when you met me and stuff like that. I never right. talked about that stuff. Um, but it is, True. it is quite an experience, you know. You, you never really know where you're gonna end up in life because I came from where I'm at now in Brownville, Alberta, a town of fifty people, and I'm working with one of the biggest action stars in the world. It's pretty weird. And I'm having baiju, uh, which is like moonshine over there, uh, with him in his big, you know, spaceship trailer or bus uh <laughs> right. and i'm like how did i get here <laughs> how did i get here you know? oh, how did you like, get there what man? are like, the chances like and then next thing you know you're working with like, oh i like don't know what? dude i, just, like, I flipped if, a coin and took a shot
0: like if you had <laughs> if you had to map it out in like four steps or three steps how did you get from small town alberta to fighting jackie chan in a movie
1: mm God, that, I mean, yeah, it, it would be, I mean, it's not, it's not as simple as four steps, but okay. it's just basically, um, it's just basically like I watched these movies growing up, and I loved martial arts. I even, you know, fought professionally as well. Okay. I just loved sports, right? But I was always that person growing up that was like, I, actually my mom actually told us a story just recently mm-hmm. during Christmas um here that the difference between my twin brother and I when we were in novice there was a girl screaming in the crowd saying like you coach brothers don't you touch that puck leave that puck alone you little shits and stuff like that you know how <laughs> like hockey parents did yeah? right, because uh, yeah. we were scoring all the goals gotcha. right and we were dominating these teams <laughs> and uh and my brother went up to my mother Mm -hmm. um and asked her like should i stop touching the puck Mm. because this woman is screaming at us in the on the ice that i shouldn't and he was really affected by it but then the next period uh, my mom said like no don't worry about it. just keep playing the best game that you can play and Mm -hmm. stuff like that it's just a game remember that but the next period the girl starts that my mom was watching the girl starts screaming again and then she sees me start fingering the girl like go fuck yourself, um, because that's how I was you know that's right. how I grew up it was like one of those things you can't tell me what to do right you know huh. if I want to do it I'm gonna do it if I, I want to go work with Jackie Chan in China I'm gonna go do it you know I knew that there was an opportunity there because of Jackie Chan right. because of Donnie Yen, you know because you see this martial arts films growing up right um, and you know that there's an industry over there so Like they tell you here that this is the only way you can make it. It's only this is the only path, Mm -hmm. but it's not. It's, it's what they want you to believe here in North America. This is the only path, but I obviously found it. There's many other people that have found a different path. You just have to take that chance and that risk and say, fuck it all. I'm going for it. You know, like it's there. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it and see where it goes. Give it a chance. If I really want it, you'll make it, you know, like, Life is how you perceive it, yes. and like I said, you're your best author. So write your best story, right? Um, and that's kind of how I ended up there. And next thing you know, I'm fighting Jackie Chan, or I'm you know standing next to Arnold Schwarzenegger as one of his uh, second hand mans in the movies and stuff like that. And he's making jokes with me, and I'm like, what is <laughs> what is this? Jesus. What's going on here? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember like it was one time when Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like when I first met Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we had this scene together um, in V2, Journey to China. Um, He he was standing there, and he just came on set. We were working with his double before. And he came on set, and we were all just kind of standing there silent. But he doesn't like silences. Like, he likes to kind of feel comfortable. So he likes to crack jokes. And he was like, he looked over at me, and he was like, you know where we are? And I was like, "Uh, where are we? (laughs) sir <laughs> he's like we're at the house of arnold nice. you know it's behind that door and i'm like i don't know what's behind that door uh, like a prison and he's like no it's a chopper
0: no. and i'm like
1: oh get to the chopper and he's like oh you know that line <laughs> i was like yeah i think everyone knows that line <laughs> you know we all started kind of giggling and laughing and stuff but then he's like there we go now we're all comfortable we all feel good now uh-huh. let's do this and i was like I was like, that is cool. Like you just kind of you just like you knew he could sense that there was this like intense intensity in the room, you know, Mm. like this awkwardness and stuff. And you know, he just wanted everyone to feel like they're a part of it. Mm. Um instead of seeing him as like a as like an idol, you know, like a person you can't touch. Mm. He he made that that icebreaker, he made everyone feel comfortable. Once you felt comfortable I was like, Oh, I can get my lines out and I can fight Jackie Chan now. And stuff like that, because Arnold knows it's just a job, you know? And I kind of learned from like these, these watching these professionals work on set um, that it is just a job. Um, They love to do the job, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's just a job. So don't put so much pressure and stress on yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, that's kind of one of those things that like, add to that whole knowledge and understanding of how everything works because as before when i was here in brownville or growing up in this this world here this this industry it was one path and this is the only way to go Mm -hmm. um and then i started to realize that like oh no it's there's all these other paths and there's all these other ways of doing things arnold makes jokes on sets and stuff like that to loosen everyone up jackie chan will come by and deliver little goodies for everyone little treats on set for everyone uh you know just these little delicacies and stuff like that to make everyone feel like they're they're worth something you know that they're a part of it Mm. um it's all of this working together as a team and everyone's doing a job but enjoying what they're doing and loving what they're doing and that's how you you know have the best times and you become you have the best projects you know um going back to how we were Mm -hmm. talking about before right it all intertwines you know Mm -hmm. and uh if you just believe in yourself and be who you are you're you're going to be in china fighting jackie chan (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's awesome man that's well said like it sounds to me like you just the more the the closer you got to being yourself, the f- closer you got to being where you should be, where you where you belonged. And
1: all. Yeah, totally, totally. And 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 another thing, and I have to thank for China is that because I stepped outside the box, I stepped outside the bubble. I was able to look inside, you know, mm. from the outside, and I started yeah. to realize this that I was like. I was like, I was the most happiest when I was being who I wanted to be, you know, or who I was inside, you know, caring, loving, helping people out as much as possible. I remember being in China, I'd always give, you know, um, any any change that I had, spare change to people that were on the street hmm. and stuff like that. And people, Ch- some Chinese people um, didn't understand it hmm. or they would say like, oh, they're probably part of the triads or, you know, whatever. They're probably more richer than you are. Right. But i'm like yeah but that that doesn't mean anything to me they could be you know dick and harry and whatever you know over here but sure all i see is that this person is struggling and if, and for my for myself for my soul for who i am i'm gonna help that person out you know regardless um mm. because they have their demons and they have their devils that they have to the face in their levels in this game of life right, right. um so if they need the spare change, I'll give it to them freely. You know, I'm just that type of person. I'm here to I'm here to help, and that makes me feel really good. It makes me feel like I have a purpose in life because I'm being who I want to be and who I truly am. Um, and if you do everything right in this world, if you, in this life, if you do everything the way, make it, uh, the right decisions, like be a good man, mm-hmm. at least at the end of the day, even if you didn't become the superstar you wanted to be, Mm. you can die on your deathbed and say, I lived a good life. Mm. You know, I'm surrounded by friends and family. Everyone loved me and stuff like that. I was who I was meant to be. I was stayed true to who I am. And, you know, now that I'm dying, there's nothing left for me to do in this world. I can die in peace. You know, there's so many people when they're dying on their deathbed, they're like, I wish I spent more time with my family and friends. Um, I wish I would have went and seen the world and traveled. Yeah. I wish I would have, you know, um, done and done things that I wanted to do, not do things for everyone else, you know, um, do the things that people told me I should do, you yeah. know, or, or how I should be, you know. And at least at the end of the day, you can just say, you know, I lived a good life. I was a good man. Um, and then you move on to the next, the next life, whatever the next uh, path is in life after this life, right? So... Yeah, it's just it's just it's one of those things, you know. Um, yep. It just you have to learn, keep learning, and keep understanding things. And then, you know, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, if you're not where you are, um, where you want to be, at least you can, you have that to fall back on. Is that you were a good person? You're a good human being, right?
0: Beautiful. And I think following that kind of Eastern religion that you're talking about, you we keep reincarnating to learn more in in different lives until we ascend to whatever yeah it,
1: that's another thing too like i got you know we, we grew up with like a christian kind of um upbringing in catholic catholicism mm. um we were told like this you have to believe in this higher being this is the only way right but if you once you start to travel, you start to realize that everyone has their own depiction of what the afterlife is you know yeah it's not just it's not just you know you become an angel or you go to hell you know <laughs> That's another thing is that we we think that no matter what we're like if we do bad things we're going to hell and stuff. Um we get taught that as kids, so Isn't that we try not to not do any wrong and I understand and I understand that that's a good thing, you know, like I understand it's a good thing you, you you're trying to you're trying to steer people from doing the good thing uh, from not doing the bad thing and doing the good thing. Right. Um but it has it also has some a negative effects when people become more extremists, right? And they believe this is the only way. Yes. Same thing with science. This is the only way. Yeah. Like my opinion is the only way, you know, and that's when we start to, you know, affect other people um by thinking like that. This yes. is the only path. Um, but there that's not the only path. There's so many paths in life, you know.
0: Damn right. Now I wanna uh, this is incredible stuff, but I did want to ask you, I have been on the fence about learning a martial art because mm-hmm. I, I do believe that even though I'm a big guy, muscular guy, I could get my ass kicked by someone like you or or Martin or any of those guys from three takes or less could kick my ass. I'm sure, yeah. so yeah, yeah we cool. gotta put a stop to that <laughs> before I get too old. What what martial art would you recommend? Like, I don't want to get too fucked up, but I think I have to get a little bit fucked up to learn,
1: obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, like I always tell people, I mean, it, it, it differs when it comes to film and stuff. For, like, example, like, the, the arts that I had to relearn for uh, film was, like, Taekwondo, uh, Krav Maga, mm. Wushu, um, you know, Wusha, which is, like, the flying Kung Fu. Nice. That you see on Crouch and Tiger and Dragon stuff. Um, th- th- these are these are things that you learn. All martial arts have a certain effectivity, um, mm. effectiveness in 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 real life. Sure. But um, wh- when it comes to like real life situations, I always tell people like you got to have wrestling as foundation. Mm. Wrestling as a foundation, Zen Jiu-Jitsu foundation for groundwork and stuff like that. Because when you're standing on your feet, someone's throwing punches at you or kicking your ass, if you take them to the ground off their feet, they don't know what to do. Mm. Um, And you have total control over that. And it's pretty, pretty simple, pretty easy to take people down in the street. Um, But the third one would be Muay Thai. Mm. Muay Thai, Muay Thai, kickboxing, boxing, like those three together, it's like a serenity of, you know, you can stand on your feet, you can clinch, you can take them to the ground, you can own them on the ground. You know, it's best to be all around. And then eventually I started to realize that, like, I used to think like, you know, Wing Chun and all that stuff, Wushu, Wusha, all that. It's only for the movies, but it, there is effective ways that you can use it in self-defense or you can use it for, you know, different different things in your life. Um, as long as you train train it and understand it how to implement it in real life um, it can be effective so it's just never ending with martial arts like martial arts starts off like with the wrestling the Muay Thai the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu the kickboxing Mm -hmm. the boxing and all that stuff but then you start to kind of grow out and you start to kind of design your own martial art in a sense because you start to learn so many different martial arts and you start to learn what works best for you that's why you see in like in the UFC, there'll be like these different moves that people will try and pull off right. um, in a fight because it, it, you're not doing just one. You're doing all martial arts. So you're creating your own your own art. You, you understand the basic fundamental of it mm. and then you start to create. And it's the same thing with anything that we do in life, hockey, uh, acting, movies, film it has to have a base and then you have to grow off that. And mm. when you grow off that, you, you start to grow into something that everyone likes or something that works you know, for you and stuff like that. Um, and that's just what I, I find with martial arts is a beautiful thing as every sport, is that um, there's not just one martial art to learn uh, per se, but if you are really wanting to defend yourself in the street, those, those three are the basis. You know, <laughs> wrestling, jujitsu, and Muay Thai. Um, okay. That's going to that's gonna help kick some ass for you, Pat.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's time, Barrett. So thanks. I'm just writing that down. Wrestling, Jiu-Jitsu, and Muay Thai. Yeah. So do you still train actively martial arts?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, I remember a kid coming up to me the other day, actually, in one of uh, the gyms here. Um, he asked me, like, how can I... Uh, can I learn martial arts and stuff like that? Can you teach me and stuff like that, how to kick and punch and blah, blah, blah? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Like, I'll, I'll show you some of the basics. So I started showing him some of the basics, and he was like, Oh, now I can go and, you know, beat people up and fight people and all that stuff. And I was like, No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, That's not what martial arts is for. Right. Martial arts is not for that. It's a discipline, mm. you know, it's a, it's a way to find your inner self, who you were meant to be. And it's supposed to protect you, it's not supposed to be. A, uh, to, to uh, inflict pain onto other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's not what you want with martial arts. What you want is so that you understand how the body moves, how the body anatomy works. So like, like I was saying, martial arts, martial arts is a big part of my life. And it's not one of those things that I would just, you know, give up. It's one of those things I'd do until I'm 90 because it like, and everything it, it works in um, as, as like a percussion uh, through life of, of, Finding that rhythm and that beat and that um, that understanding of how everything works in life. And martial arts is a part of that. And I told, I told the kid in a simple way of just like, you know, you use it for defending yourself and defending your friends and your family. Hmm. Right? You do not do it to inflict pain on others. It's just like in life. You can take that martial arts understanding and discipline, implement that to life because... You should be doing everything for yourself and for your friends and family and not affecting others uh, purposely, right. you know, going out of your way to affect others just to get what you want, right? That, that kid wants, if he wants to go and hurt someone, that, that's that's inflicting pain on someone because of what he wants, you know? But if someone came and tried to inflict pain on him, he, it's not something he wants. Now it's something that he needs to do is to defend himself. Right. That's that's key, right? Right. And all those things will relate into that's that's key that's like so that uh that was just basically how i relate uh, martial arts um you know uh into my everyday life and you know how i find those things to be the key and be successful in life is mm-hmm. you know how how we make everything work together as one
0: appreciate you saying all that man i think i needed to hear it hopefully someone else found it useful
1: yeah, oh. <laughs> hopefully. I, I think that, I, like, like I said, like everyone that watches, you know, are, are uh tunes into the podcast and stuff. Um, there's always someone to take something to take uh, from each podcast mm-hmm. from everyone that you interview. Um, I think it's a great thing that you're, what you're doing, um, you know, here with you know North Bank Media podcasts and stuff, is that um, you know you you're 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 taking from all different types of industries and all different types of people right and helping people learn from from other people how they think, how they um what they see and stuff like that. And I think it's a beautiful thing what you're doing. So you know, just keep doing it, Patty. You know, you're doing a great job.
0: Thank you, buddy. I'm not gonna Barrett, I'm I can't stop. I'm on this runaway train. The ball the ball is rolling, as you said. That's what I love.
1: That's what I love.
0: Sinister was a short film based on the the com i can ask this question a different way every time i guess Mm -hmm. i was just struck by the way it was like you just drove that thing home you wrote the script you you produced you acted you stunt coordinated just tell me how it's going and and why Mm -hmm. you felt Mm -hmm. the need to even do that
1: no yeah yeah, for sure like uh i mean it, it was one of those things where um i wanted to put a project together you know for the people that I met here in Edmonton and Mm. um, I just want everyone to come together and and work on something and take something from Mm. a project that would be useful for us in the future. Um, And I kind of just like came up with this idea and and I was so grateful for, you know, you guys coming together um, and making it happen um, because I I feel like you guys felt like you guys were doing something um, for yourselves and that's kind of exactly why I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it's going good. The editing obviously takes a while. Mm-hmm. Like everyone yep. that does post production always knows that it takes takes a long time. We we shot it uh, back in when was that? August,
0: July, I think.
1: July, July. So you know, like it's gonna take. It's gonna take a while. It's one of those films that will you know go to film festivals and stuff. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those films that you know we could use for the future or get noticed yep. uh, for it in the future. It may not be lucrative and that's why it takes so long to make these type of uh, short films, right. uh, projects and stuff and these fan films mm. um, is because we have other things going on in our lives mm. um, that we have to pay the bills, right? Yep. Um, which is obviously the things you're gonna run into uh, with like such a small project. Um, but when it comes, when it all comes together, and it's all finished we're gonna have a big release party and uh you know um nice. and everyone will get to kind of see like what you guys did and you'll be like oh yeah i was a part of that you know and that's kind of the feeling that i want everyone to have mm-hmm. with that um and things are going good with it, it just you know it takes time it takes time yeah. um until everything is right and said and done and everyone agrees upon like you know, for example, Cut Through Media or Hot Shots Films that uh, produced the film, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Gabe and and Jarvis who directed it. Um, they they have to all come, We all have to come together and be like, is this something that we're happy with? Right. You know. And once we come to that agreement, then it's like something that we can be proud of. You know. Um, and not so many people will actually go that extra length to do these types yes. of films. Um, because they have those other priorities in their life, whether it be real estate, um, for example, real estate videos or corporate corporate videos and stuff like that. Those, those help pay the bills. No, those are great. Those are great because, <laughs> yeah. those are great because they, they will help pay the bills yes. and stuff, but you also have to push yourself you do. To, to do the next level thing and to grow in your art, right? Um, so people kind of have to, like, that's what I love to see is like you guys were always like, you know, I, I understand the worth and the value, yep. you know, even if it doesn't blow up to be something super amazing and everyone knows and sees and stuff like that, it's something that I can learn from and I can I can take from and implement it on the next project, yes. you know, make myself better um, with time. And that's, that's kind of the, the main reason why I wanted to do it was just because we were all sitting here and I was like, I got to create something for these guys. I got to do something that's going to, you know, put some fire under our butts and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, get us doing what we really love to do. Mm -hmm. And I felt like everyone just came together. Um, You know, I'm so grateful for, for, you know, you and Matthew and Gabe and, you know, Martin and uh, all the guys at three takes or less and stuff. They did a great job. Um, You know, Gabby, you know, for uh, VFX and stuff like that, uh, you know, and sound. Like he came in huge. Uh, it it was just really nice to see that like people like wanted to be there and they they understand like you know that this this is worth something to them, Mm -hmm. and and that was the most rewarding thing. I don't care what what it does after and stuff like that. If it like blows up or it doesn't, you know, it's just like it was so rewarding to see like everyone to come together and work on this project Mm -hmm. as a team. And it just shows that everyone's willing to grow together. Yep. And uh, that's kind of what we're looking for, right? And uh, I, I think, though, Sinister, like from what we've been accomplishing right now in the edit and stuff, um, it's going to be a banger. Like, yep. it's going to be something everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, that's so oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I wasn't sure what to think, but then when I saw you with that fucking chest plate that you
1: made, what, oh, yeah. what, oh, com- yeah.
0: what comic book <laughs> character? Another- What's the character? That's another again?
1: thing you can add to my credit is yes. prop, master. <laughs> prop master. Just so people Such know. Divine. Well, you did it all, man. Yeah. Who, who yeah. is
0: the superhero again? Uh, Gambit. Gambit, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, right. Remy LeBou
1: is his name. Right. And um, he is uh, basically, it's that time period in between when Wolverine and Gambit kind of separate um, mm. in the 1980s. And uh, there's this time gap between the 80s and the 90s that you don't know how uh, Wolverine or what Wolverine went through to get his, you know, his mind process back and what Gambit went through before he became X-Men. And what I actually found was the Dark Horse comics and not many people have probably read these comics, but Gambit Gambit was a part of the Marauders, Mm. uh, which is a group of people that was controlled by Sinister. and that's why we named it Sinister, because Sinister is a part of this project. Right. Um, and basically, he, he um, ends up recruiting people with special abilities to be a part of his team called the Marauders, so that he can do right. his science experiments on, on people and uh, try to either create the mutant gene or destroy the mutant gene and cure all people. Either, either way, you right. know, he's kind of an extremist, you know. Um, he's kind of in a way in the sense of like Thanos... Sure. where his opinion and his theory is, is what he really believes in, mm-hmm. um, and he believes it's the right way, but then you have a group of, you know, X-Men or Avengers and stuff like that mm-hmm. that think this is the, the right way. Like, people don't need to lose their lives. We can do it if we all believe in each other and hope, you know, um, that sure. society and people can work together. Right? So it, it, in a way, in a sense, it's one of those uh, short films that kind of relate to you know, who we are and what we have to go through. Um, And, you know, it's going to be action packed. It's one of those ones where it's like, you know, it's, it's the, the meat, the meat and potatoes of the, of the, the meal is, is the action. um, Yes, sir. In the the VFX. So um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's, it's, you know, it's on its legs right now. You know, we're sending it to uh, our our VFX guy. Um, He's going to start doing yeah the fx on that and uh hopefully you know early next year we can have it out and you know um, start hitting up all the film festivals with it
0: beautiful man well i remember that 18 hour day in the studio shooting that fight scene
1: yeah no and and everyone pulled through like it's one of those things too it's like you know i'm used to that because like in, in North America, they have unions and all that stuff. Here in China, they don't have unions, right? So mm. uh, workers are not really protected in the sense of uncertainty, even though they treat us well. Um, but it's one of those things where they, they see you more of like, if I pay for you, you have to do the work, mm. regardless of hours. Even in our contracts, I stipulate like anything over 10 hours, I get paid this much, and I have to have a 10-hour right. over so you have to get me offset. I get well rested for the next day right. and all that stuff. Um, but I and contracts in China and stuff like that. When it comes to productions, they're like, you know, it's just paper. <laughs> if we want to get this, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how that's kind of how I'm used to. It. And I I knew that this type of project because it was, you know, one or two days shooting. Right. There was so much to shoot there's so much like in the story yeah. that we want to accomplish and with the action it's a very complicated action yes. uh, um, yeah um the effects that we have to really focus on so it was one of those things where it's like i know you guys aren't available all the time mm-hmm. i knew that like you guys had your own jobs you had to go to and you had to do your thing right. so we got to get done <laughs> you know like get let's just get this done and you uh, know, everyone can just say i'm done with it, but it was worth it right but,
0: Yeah. Well, we got kind of the tail end of that answer in there and then it went, so.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, basically it was just like, um, it was just like one of those things where it's like, once people, you know, are, are all done with this, they can just wipe their hands clean of it and be like, once we see the finished project, then, you know, you're going to be like, oh, you know, two days wasn't that bad. It was, you know, like 15 hour, 15 hour day and, you know, a few hour day, Mm -hmm. days the next day. Um, and now I get to have this for the rest of my yeah. life. You know what I mean? Like, like if you really, if you really want it, that's not a big sacrifice. A couple of days, you know, yeah. a couple of hours, you, you know, you love to do what you do. Right. Uh, so like for me, it was, it was normal, but for, for everyone else, it's like, it's like, ah, oh, no, like, you know, like I need my rest. I need my sleep. And I'm like, I'm like, I know, but if we just get it done, nobody has to worry about it again. Right, that's, <laughs> well, I, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know. I appreciate that, man. I, like, and I like this this thing that you're saying about how it was a way to get all of us guys together working on something we could all be proud of. This collective sort of team, yeah, bonding. Yeah, that really something, is what it was.
1: Something something that you you guys can take on for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like something that you can use towards you know maybe they'll, there's a lot of jobs and stuff like that that will come up and they'll ask you have you done this before and you show them what you've done and they're like on a show reel or whatnot. And they're mm-hmm. like oh yeah like okay we know that you've you've done this and you've experienced this. So Mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to hire you and it it could be a super lucrative um, job position for, for you in the future, Mm -hmm. even though this one you had to sacrifice time and stuff like that. But again, it's one of those small things in life. If you really think about it Yes, um, (laughs) compared to what it could be, what it could give you in the future.
0: hundred percent.
1: And, you know, so I'm just glad that you guys, you know, all pushed through and you guys were warriors and stuff because like, like at the end of the day, I'm sure you guys are going to see the the value and the worth in it. Right. I, be-
0: I, I believe so. Plus it's a privilege for guys like you and me who we don't live necessarily a normal nine to five lifestyle where it's like, if I want to do a passion project in the middle of the week, I have right. the ability, I can do it. It's not like, Oh, I have to take time off work and I, I can't make the rent or whatever. It's like, no, I right. I've built a life where I can do shit like that. And that is how I've built yeah, my so- life.
1: Exactly, and 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 like like a lot of uh, actually directors that I I watch um, during interviews, like Quentin Tarantino, um, uh, like uh, what's his uh, what's his name now? Um, Mar- uh, there was a specific per- director, not Taika Waititi, but. Um, Slipped my mind now. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, (laughs) (laughs) for example, said in an interview, who's one of the biggest directors of our lifetime, Mm -hmm. um, he said, you know, you guys are so lucky nowadays because everything has a a camera on it. Right. You know, your phones, your your computers, and all that stuff. Like, when they were growing up, they had those old, like, you know, turn cameras, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) or those handheld, you know, handy cams and stuff like that that ran out of tape and stuff. You couldn't just... Pick through your your list and stuff and delete what didn't work and what did did you had to get the shots you know right so you had to really plan it out but nowadays there's a lot of room for failure um and you can you can play back you can do playbacks you can watch on screen what's happening and all that stuff you can tag it um and and you just have way more opportunity nowadays as a filmmaker to make stuff of your your own um Mm. you know ideas and stuff like that your own passion projects um and so why aren't we doing it and that's kind of another reason why i was like if we're just sitting here like let's start doing our stuff like let's start doing our music videos let's start doing our passion projects and all that stuff stuff that's going to help us in the future to do what we really want to do in this life um and why wouldn't we take that time and sacrifice the little bit of time of sitting at home watching tv and eating popcorn or you know drinking beers and all that stuff yeah and just, you know, just sacrifice 18 hours, you know, and just get it done. Um, and then you can go back to sitting on the couch drinking a beer, you know, if you
0: want. you know. Like. Yeah, and the beer but tastes like, better once you've
1: actually it, Exactly. It. it tastes way better because you're like, yeah, I feel like I really worked for this beer. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, so, like, it's, like, one of those things because, like, you're going to look back on it and you're going to be like, I have the knowledge now. I know how we did that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's knowledge and that you're never going to forget. That's something that's going to stick with you guys and with myself for the rest of our days so like if any time something comes up you can be like yeah i know how to do that i've done it you know it yes that's how life works right so like that's kind of that's kind of why i did the project and why you know um i watch watched these directors and and try to take as much knowledge as i can uh from them and try to do our own passion projects because i know that there's that we're gonna grow as as a group and as as people together, and we're gonna eventually be on top of the industry because we're gonna create stuff. We're gonna find our niche, yes. that, and that's kind of what you have to do in this industry is find that niche, that yes. that art deep down inside you, and and people really enjoy to watch. And it takes time. It's not it's not something that you just sit there and it comes to you mm-hmm. like let's not be entitled like we are no. we most of us are, are, you know. Uh you know, a lot of people are very entitled in this world and they don't want to work with it for it. They just want to come to them. And I'm like, no, like you have to put in the work. Dude. Get I'm the yeah, that's off the couch.
0: I'm laughing because remember the other night when when we bumped into each other at the hockey game and you were sitting in your seat. And I was sitting behind you with the camera and uh yes. <laughs> there was some guy <laughs> complaining to the usher and you just turned around and you're like that's
1: Canada man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, dude. I was like, the guy's just doing his job. And like yeah. and I was so mad that he wouldn't let him walk down to his seat and stuff like that. Like, and he had he had the audacity to scream at this guy who's doing his job. Yeah. Poor guy has to like interrupt so many people probably who are drinking their beers, enjoying their, you know, game, two hundred and twenty dollar seat or whatever they have. Right. And uh he has to go up there and be like, Oh, sorry. Can you just wait till the, the, the whistle blows yeah. and then you don't disturb everyone else trying to watch the game. Right. But no, this guy's like, fuck oh, off. I can, I heard you the first time. I don't need this. Like I'm going, I go. I'm like, Oh my God, dude, really? You had to make a big fuss about that because someone told you, you can't do something. I'm like, uh, <laughs> just grow up. Yeah. it just, grow, it just grow up. It, and, and like, that's, that's kind of how, you know, North America is. It's It's, it's, Not as bad in Canada as it is in the United States that I've seen. There's parts of the United States that are great too. But, you know, um, I find in the North America, you know, society is that, yeah, like we are too entitled with that stuff. And it's, and you do see it in little things like you, we ignore it every day, but if you really really open your eyes, you'll see it every day. Mm. Like whether it's the bag girl didn't bag her bags the proper way, you know, or, you know, the, the janitor didn't clean up properly or whatever and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry that this person didn't clean up your mess properly. (laughs) Like (laughs) you didn't have to do it, but no, someone else is getting paid to do it, but they should do it. Right. You know, this this is a brainless job. It's like, well, then why didn't you do it then? If it's so brainless, (laughs) (laughs) like like, typical. The
0: other day I, 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 I slid past the, the stop line at an intersection and so I cut this guy off so he couldn't get onto the side right. road and I reacted. Yeah. I was mad at myself. He sees yeah. me reacting and he thinks I'm mad at him and he <laughs> yeah, he exactly. came completely unglued for about a minute. Oh, fuck you. Yes, oh, uh, I'm like, people walk around with that inside them just looking yeah. for a reason.
1: They're looking for a reason. It's it's like this this burning of their soul, you know, it's just... Eating away at them, and they have to have some type of. It gives them this purpose. You know what I mean? Like because they have no purpose, they lost who they are. Mm. So when when they they see something that ruins their their day, or you know pokes into their bubble, yes, they're like they're ready. They're raring to fight. You know, it's like I'm like yeah, I used to be like that, but you know now I'm just like "Mm." I'm like oh you're mad. A lot of people are mad in this world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry to say you're not the only one. And I'm sorry that I ruined your day and stuff like that just because of this little slide across the line, right. but uh, I think you're going to make it. I
0: think you're going <laughs> to you make know? it. And I fully admit that it was my fault, but yeah, exactly. He, I was like, what a, you know, like he,
1: he, people just assume the worst right away, right. you know, like they, they see something happen and they're like, well, it's not my fault, so it's gotta be his fault. Be and funny. he he probably is an asshole or a jerk because he's he's entitled just like I am. <laughs> <laughs> so oh,
0: <yeah>. he's probably <laughs> an know? asshole just like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we we built this kind of thing in our society where it's just kind of like judgmental entitlement, um that kind of just has this negative aura around us when something goes wrong. Yeah. And actually, it's funny that you bring that up because in China, like, I don't, I you know, I don't commonly see that. Like, things yeah. go wrong all the time and we're like, hmm. you know, like, <laughs> it happens, you know. <laughs> well,
0: I, I did want to ask you, I tried before and I didn't say it right, but like, you've spent time in China, you live with Chinese people, you've worked in China, you've, you've been there, you've been in the culture. Is there a problem in the West with what we think China is?
1: oh for sure yeah like how how we see china over here is just like it it's like we're we're they're on the brink of war with us you know um <laughs> like they do everything backwards you know they right. say like oh yeah like whenever someone does something you know wrong they're like oh he must be from china you know because <laughs> um, they do everything backwards there <laughs> sure, yeah right and i'm like and i and i used to think i was. You know, I was a, a victim to that um, education in our society when I was growing up until I moved over um, there and started living there. And I, at first, I, I was like, I hate this country because the people here are just doing everything that I never learned. Uh, you know, they're doing it, in my opinion, wrong. Right. Until I started to realize after a, after the culture shock, usually a culture shock will happen within like, you know, two to six weeks. Of being and living in another country um you'll always get this kind of culture shock um, once you get more prepared for it you, you know you're better off um like if i now when i move to like thailand or you know somewhere in europe and stuff i'm kind of i understand that it's going to be a different culture and different traditions a different way of doing things so mm-hmm. i just kind of have to accept it and understand it right uh, once i did that i started to realize that like actually some of the things that they're doing here is great <laughs> like you know <laughs> I was like, I wish we did this stuff over in North America, but they would call this stuff backwards, right, huh. um, over the, over there. Because, again, it's the propaganda, the propaganda that they spill over here um, to make someone the enemy. Sure. Um, yes. And they, they always tell you that, that, you know, the way we're doing things is the best way, you know. Right. Um, when really it's not. They They don't know what they're doing either. They're just taking a shot in the dark and hoping it works out over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like, like, like you were saying about uh, China is that uh, one of the, actually one of the biggest things I see, seen there was that uh, they have no weapons. Their police officers don't have any weapons. Really? Um, yeah. And they don't, uh, they don't pay, they don't pay taxes and stuff. Um, so like, you know, cause all the government's money is the people's money, you know, over there. Um so, really? yeah, like, it, it was, there were some really great things that they were doing over there. Um, with the police force, there was a lot of, a lot of police people, they are, like, uh, police officers, you know, walking around on corners, you would have, like, six police officers a corner. So, like, if anything did happen bad, like, I remember there was this one situation where this guy had a knife to a girl's throat in uh, the subway we are able to contain it right away because 21 rounded this person um, and wouldn't let it escalate, right? Hmm. And I, I was like, okay, so in this situation, that person would have been, you know, um, shot, and the person being held at, you know, knife point could have been affected, or you know, you, you you might have had a person that, like, if you just would have talked to this person. So what ended up happening was. Uh, detective comes down and the, detect- the detectives are the only ones with with uh, issued uh, handguns. And it's a six shooter. Hmm. Um, so she came down and she talked to him, um, which was awesome seeing a woman detective, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, like I was like, wow, you know, like that's, that's progress right there. Actually, there's a lot of women uh, detectives in the police forces over there hmm. and she was able to talk this person down. And th- what they found out was that this person was just, you know, down on his luck, you know, and he was just stressed out. And,
0: hmm.
1: you know, this, this woman that he took hostage or ever just set him off, you know, and right. he, and they talked him out of it, got the knife away from him and stuff like that. And nobody was killed. Um, and it, it was one of those things where it just kind of shows you that like, you know, if we can just talk to people and connect with people and mm-hmm. stuff, like, we can we can diffuse like, the situation. But um, if you put a gun into s- someone that's untrained, you know, right. they're going to f- sh- shoot first, like, like shoot first and ask questions later, right? They're not going to try to help someone. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, like, th- those were kind of, like, the biggest things that I've seen. Like, and I know in the United States and, and stuff like that, they, they, they love their guns and all that stuff don't take away my gun, my gun is my right, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, but it kills people. You use it in a stupid way. Right. Um, you know, you have to be more educated, like in Iceland, for example, um, they have to go through a psychological test and all that stuff. Oh, before really? They can even own a rifle, yeah. Hmm. So, and everyone owns a rifle in Iceland, and there's only like one death a year um, or something like that from an accident of a rifle going off. Hmm. Um it's very rare that somebody would shoot someone over there and it's because their, their basic needs are taken care of. Everyone is working in the society together. And, you know, if a person does get stressed out and stuff, they, they they have these psychological tests that tell you, you can own a gun because your mm. psyche is proper. And then you have to keep doing those psychological tests every like couple of years. Once they, once you fail those tests and stuff, you're not allowed to, you know, obviously hunt or do anything with guns and stuff like that right until until you get help and they they have psychologists and stuff like that that will sit down with you um and talk to you and so they have these programs set up like that in a socialist country right um that will help the people and in america and canada it's not like that right um canada is a little bit better obviously again canada is you know better and more of right. a socialist country right but in the united states is a big problem over there gun control and that's one thing China is doing way better at, you know, than the United States hmm. for everyone in their society is, you know, um, taking away the, the means to take a life, you know. Um, yeah. So, it, I mean, it, it, there's the, and there's going to be bad things about China. There's going to be bad things about Canada. There's going to be bad things about Iceland, Canada, United States. There, there's ups and downs everywhere. But sure. um, to say when you say like one country is worse than another, I'm like, hmm. That's kind of arrogant uh, <laughs> to say, you know, ignorant of you to say that, <laughs> you know.
0: It's a good so, point, man. It, it goes back to what you've been kind of saying all along is like, it's just one point of view that you can have and you can.
1: Yeah. You think you think you're so right. You know, this is the only way <laughs> until you open your eyes and you realize there's so many other different paths in life. Damn <laughs> yeah, right. Like for, for example, like with the short film, like I, I did all these other job jobs within the film, and i don't care if i get credit for it or whatever i'm learning you know but it's different paths i could take you know like i know now how to produce i know how now how to fund a film i know how to you know do do props and build props and all that stuff location scout all that stuff so when you start doing those different types of jobs there's different paths and maybe i won't become a super famous actor you know i win an oscar but maybe I will, there's so many other branches within the industry where it's like, you can be a producer, you can be AP, you can be an AD, you can be a director, you can be action director, you can be, you know, stunt coordinator, you can be all these things, makeup artists, costume designers, whatever. Um, they all, they, they, there's so many paths within the industry. Why, why wouldn't I, you know, try and do them all? Um, of course, I try to focus just on acting because I love acting right. and stuff. But I wouldn't be upset if I became... A makeup artist you know for a famous movie sure. <laughs> or something right. whatever you know costume designer whatever you know totally. it's a that's a great job and you know um it, it's it you still get to do what you kind of uh love to do um and be a part of it all um and it's a very lucrative industry so um Can yeah we... i don't know i just i, I just feel like you know the, all these things relate to each other absolutely it's it's
0: because you have the Whatever the wherewithal, the openness, openness to go try all those different paths and see that they even exist, and that you could, you could go down those paths if you wanted.
1: Exactly. Can, yeah. Exactly. So, we? and I think everyone, everyone should be open to that. So,
0: agreed. Agreed. I was going to say, can we get your dad back in here and, and tell him that you're going to be a makeup artist and see what he says?
1: <laughs> no, my, my dad would probably. Uh, he's one of those, you know, traditional guys uh, that's like, thought. you know, <laughs> he's like, all no, right. You're not gonna be a, if you're not gonna be an, an actor, then you might as well go back working road construction. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know.
0: Got to have that voice in your ear, though. I think. Oh, totally. You know.
1: that, that's that's the discipline, you know, yeah. the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but he's like again, they said it in the last, uh, you know, podcast is that. You know, I'm lucky and fortunate enough to have that family support, you know, my my father is always someone that will be there to help me and support me, Mm -hmm. Um, even though he is in that sense, like, it's mostly like a joke, but if I really want to do something in life, Mm -hmm. he would be all gun ho to help me, you know what I mean, like, he might not agree with it, but he'll be like, you know, like, you're my son. I'm going to help you. <laughs> <Okay>. You know, <laughs> like, right. and, and, that's, and that's a great thing to have. And I'm so fortunate and lucky to have something like that because I've been around the world, Pat, and there's a lot of people that are out there alone. Um, mm. They have mothers and fathers that they don't love. Uh, they were abusive. They were, you know all these mental issues and disorders and stuff like that. And yeah. it's just like, well that probably extended from their fathers and their, their mothers and their parent grandparents and grandmothers and stuff. So it's like, it's like people have their own demons that they have to deal with. I'm fortunate. Um, uh, supported that in that sense, but there'll be other things that I have to face. Sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's it's just how life works and if you can just stay true to yourself and keep fighting the good fight then you know you're going to be successful in this life right
0: Beautiful Barrett I couldn't have asked for a better 100th episode than talking to you man
1: you know what they say the 100th one is the hardest one and we made it through didn't we we did, <laughs> we
0: did. I, your your north pole wi-fi tried to screw us but we just kept trying did
1: <laughs> it was minus 52 here you know that is that right <laughs> oh, oh you're yeah it was oh wow. no yeah yeah no it was minus 52 here uh three nights ago um wow. but you know what like the wi-fi still pulled us through and uh we made it you <laughs> we made it, it. We made it,
0: Barrett Coates. You're the man, buddy. I can't wait. I hope to get to see you in person here soon before you jet off to Vancouver.
1: For sure, for sure. We'll definitely get together and have a have a beer. Alrighty, a well-deserved beer. Well-deserved beer.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, a merry Christmas, and I guess I won't see you right away here. So happy New Year, and let's let's keep kicking ass in 2022. Hey.
1: Right on, Patty. (laughs) See you later, brother. Okay, see you, man. Thank
0: you for listening to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review.